Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think you just want to be ready for anything, and... You never obviously don't know when something crazy might happen, and crazy things seem to be happening a lot lately. So I, I just want the opportunity, if something crazy happens, to be able to be on stage to comment on said crazy thing. That was Jimmy Kimmel talking about the 95th Academy Awards, which are on this Sunday, and we are recording this on Wednesday evening. Welcome to another special episode oscar prediction episode of our podcast sitting around talking movies i'm neil rosen with bill Bragoli and bill mccuddy hi guys hey we're all part of the award show industrial complex <laughs> yeah we are somebody so, slapped me so uh we're gonna predict uh everything and tell you why and we might not always agree on everything but that's what we're gonna do and if you want to see um a video of our television show uh talking pictures with neil rosen talks oscars it's on youtube right now check that out but let's uh listen to this and if you're in the hamptons for sunday night please come and see neil and i at uh a place in southampton called uh it would be good if you remember the name of the place by the way no no i was just gonna let you do it neil because you're gonna be the co-host but it's called uh main prospect that's and right we would love to have you join us because it's an open forum and you can heckle us. And there's, let's let's start with best supporting actor and actress. Okay, best supporting actor and actress. The nominees in this category are. Um, You're going to combine them. <laughs> that's we'll start, we'll, that's we'll what they're going to do eventually. We'll, we'll start. We'll start with actor in a supporting role. The nominees are Brendan Gleeson or the Banshees of Inisherin. Well, you know, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keegan in The Banshees of Inishirin, and Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, uh, Bill Brigoli, who do you want to win, and who do you think will win? Oh, boy, you're going to do it like that? Uh, I'd oh, like, why not? What the hell? <laughs> I'd like Barry Kogan or Keegan or um, Barry the Irish guy for Banshees of Inishirin. Me too. I don't think, I think he stands a chance. Like a lot of a lot of people feel that way, but let's let's just make this not the longest podcast in the history of podcasts and just go on this particular category. We know it's gonna be uh Kihui Kwan for everything everywhere all at once. And this is gonna be one of the early wins for this that it's either gonna sweep or not sweep, but this is this is a bet the farm on it because in my world, it would be Brendan Gleeson 
Although I like Barry too, but this is, you know, he's won everything else. He's Dr. Jones. He's the, he's the comeback kid. He stopped acting for a long time. Everybody loves all the stories wrapped around this. And uh, this is, this seems likely. Yes, I agree. I think there's several locks this evening, which will approach as this podcast goes on. I think this is one of the locks. He's won all the other 95 million award shows, SAG awards. Chris like I just said, but you know, what's the squirrely category is best supporting actress. And this is the one that. Well, do you agree? Bill always Rudy? like uh, gives a. Hold uh, on. Hold on. Do you, do you agree? No, Bill there's Rudy? no hold on. Let's move on. <laughs> I want Bill Bergoli's opinion. Do you believe the key? He already he said that. Did he? Did he? Did you? No, you both interrupted me. But <laughs> but yeah, but he probably will because he's won everything else. Next. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. And as you said, Bill Bill McCuddy, he was the kid in the Goonies and in Indiana Jones, and he's a comeback story, and they love that, and that's what's gonna happen. All right, actress in a supporting role. Um do you really want me to read the? Do you really want to read these? The, the, no, we can do it. It's just really quickly. Angela Bassett. Angela uh, Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now, this category in particular, um, you know, if you had asked me this. Well, we, we taped the television show Talking Pictures with Neil Rosen Talks Oscars like three weeks ago, and everybody on the panel thought that Angela Bassett was going to win. And Oh, Bill did everybody on the panel think that? Yes, no. Except for, except for you, and you were saying <laughs> that it's Jamie Lee Curtis because she's Hollywood royalty, she's the daughter of Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, and she's been in all these movies over the years, Trading Places. And, and then lo and behold, what happened at the SAGs? And lo and behold, she wins the SAGs, and all of a sudden, she's been campaigning her heart out on this thing, making appearances on talk shows, just just campaigning, campaigning, campaigning. And now she's looking like the that she could really win this thing. So I think, and and I'm also hearing that Kerry Condon now is also make, is is a possibility. Well, Kerry Condon has been talked about uh, throughout the whole campaign. Like she's. The heart and soul, the banshees of Indrasheeran, and uh, look the the what everyone thought was going to happen, which was the checked box, was Angela Bassett for Black Panther. That was like mm, this is the easiest call of the whole night because this is the correct thing to do politically, and then and and that may happen. But what I'm saying is, at which I said six weeks ago. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has been working for so long. So is Angela Bassett. So many. She Angela Bassett isn't like a year into her career. That what's with her Academy Award nomination for playing Tina Turner and What's Love Got to Do with It? You know how many years ago that was? Just take a guess how many years ago that was. That wasn't like five years ago. Angela it was Bassett 90, was in ninety-two or three, she's right? Been around or... forever. I mean, it's not like oh, they're going to give it to newcomer Angela Bassett. She's been around almost as long as Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but I think that they think Jamie Lee Curtis... Why don't you guys do your bet for this? Yeah, I I would take Jamie Lee Curtis in a bet, and you could have the field, but uh, I have a feeling you're going to waffle on that. I think Jamie Lee Curtis might win now. I don't know if I want to take that bet, but I... Uh I 
I mean, I said on the TV show, it was Angela Bassett. And now I'm thinking it might be Jamie Lee Curtis. But if I have to pick somebody for the sake of this podcast, well, before I do, Bill Bergoli, who do oh, you want? Oh, geez, me. No, um, who do you, you think is going to win? I want to hear from you. Actually, before I tell you who I think is going to win, I want to just mention Hong Chao. Because she was really good in, in the menu. And the way <laughs> you know, that's was yeah, good. Well, but but Bill brings up a good point, which is when people are in two movies in the same year, it's some it's sometimes an unfair advantage. And for Hong Chow, that would have happened this year. But I think it's I think everyone sort of thinks like it was just nice for her to be. She's not nominated. No, I hope she gets more work out of it. That's what I'll tell you. Before before Bill answers, the total (laughs) out of nowhere could totally happen because there's always a surprise is Carrie Condon. Okay, absolutely. A hundred percent that could happen. All right, Bill Bill Bergoli, who do do you who do you think is going to win and who do you want? I actually think it's going to be Angela Bassett, but I could be wrong. And who do you do you have? Do you have a horse in the race? No. Okay. No, nope. they're all wonderful. We shouldn't compare performances. Okay. I hate award shows. <laughs> Next. You're still going with Jamie Lee Curtis, Bill McCuddy? Are you changing your opinion? From no, I, I I have a feeling that Kerry Condon is going to win now, but I will take... <laughs> uh, I, no, I'm just saying. I mean... I, take, I'll take that bet. You take her and I'll take the field, man. I'll do that bet in a, in a, in a flash. No, no, no. I, I, think, <laughs> I think it probably will be... Uh, I think it probably will be Jamie Lee Curtis, but... I could be wrong. I think let's it's talk. Uh, let's talk about best actress. Well, I haven't told you who I think is going to win. I oh, haven't I told you. <laughs> America's waiting. I think that it's probably going to be Jamie Lee Curtis. But if I'm betting on it, I'm saying I'm going with Angela Bassett. I think she's going to win. I think Angela Bassett's going to win when it's all said and done. But it's a real flip of the coin. But I'm well. Do you want that? Do you want that bet? Uh, you can have Angela Bassett, and I get the feel. No. Let's move on. Actress <laughs> in a losing role. Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Bill Bergoli. Well, let's start right up with the, the <laughs> interesting conversation. Just which... Don't let Bill Bergoli talk. You just no, don't. Well, he can talk all he wants, but. I said Bill Bergoli, and it just cut, cut me right off. All right, go ahead. Let's just say that, well, because you talk all the time, we have to cut you, you off. Andrea, Andrea Riseborough was the interesting story. And all I'm going to say before we have this conversation is I think that's faded. I think that that all of that, like two or three weeks ago, when we I thought agree. maybe she was going to be the surprise winner. I don't think that's happening. Brigoli, yeah, well, actually, though, her whole nomination brings up an interesting point because the Academy got all in a huff because uh she was nominated probably by a lot of people doing phone trees and social media instead of the good old fashioned honest way of bribing people with, right. with cocktail parties right. and free lunches <laughs> and swag. $10,000 ads in variety or sending uh, yeah. that we used to that we used to go they? to. We should we should I mean people who've listened to this for many years know but we normally have been going to all of these lunches and dinners and breakfasts and yeah, they haven't done that since stuff. COVID. And we haven't done that in like uh, since, since COVID. COVID. But, but it, it's uh, it's very disappointing. <laughs> well, I could tell you other reasons why, but we don't have to. Well, wait, but let me just say it's not disappointing because we got free shit. But it, it was nice to talk to. It was to nice our to colleague. sit out. It was nice to. No, sit no, it was nice to actually. 
with the with the cast of Spotlight and uh, have well, a not nice just the cast though. It was nice to talk to other voters and have them tell us, you know what, this is what I really think. I just and like talking to that. the cocktail waitresses myself, but <laughs> yes, well. So Bill Bergoli, who do you think is going to win this category? Oh my God, uh, I don't know. I'm torn, but I I'd, I'd like Michelle Williams to win, but I have a feeling it's going to be between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. And who do you think is going to win? Oh, who do I think is going to win? I, yeah, I don't know. These people are crazy. I can't guess. Uh, probably Kate Blanchett. Okay, I have Bill McCutty. Well, if uh, he wants to take that bet, I'll give I'll, I'll take it all day long because I think Michelle Yeoh has proven that she's deserving, and this is a career achievement thing for her. And there's no question that this is going to be one of the easiest calls of the night for me. I don't know about that. I think you're wrong there. But um, well, good. Well, let's bet then. No, no, so now no. we have two bets that you're going to waffle out on. Okay, okay so. You so know, you think Kate Blanchett's going to win? The odds-on favorite person to win is obviously Michelle Yeoh, and that Everything Everywhere All at Once movie is probably going to be sweeping a lot of stuff. And as we said early on, like Kihi Kwan, you know, like it's just going to, you're going to watch this show and all night it's going to be, and the winner is whoever, Everything Everywhere All, that's what's going to happen. So you would say that, yeah, it's going to be Michelle Yeoh, but I'm going to say that I don't, think so i think that and even though she already has two oscars which is going to work against her in the voters minds it's a phenomenal performance i think kate blanchett's going to win i'm going with kate blanchett so yeah. you're willing to bet on that no i'm not because I, <laughs> I, I said the odds are probably in michelle yo's favor but i have a feeling that kate blanchett's going to win but i'm not going to be totally i'm not going to be surprised when michelle, if michelle yo wins but if i'm if i'm I don't, i'm not betting on it but if i was betting on it yeah, I'd probably lay down a bet on Kate Blanchett. Just well, let's get to a category you might be able to bet on. It's best actor. Okay, we have Austin Butler and Elvis. Who's gaining? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Colin Farrell and the Banshees of Anna Sheeran. Brendan Fraser for the Whale. Paul. And by the way, it is not pronounced Mescal. It is pronounced Mescal because I saw him on Jimmy Kimmel and he said everybody's been mis mispronouncing my name. So Paul Mescal. For after son and no Bill one's going to be pronouncing his name a year from now. But okay, go ahead. And that's not true. He's going to be in streetcar named. He's gonna be yeah, in I know, I know, I know. Bill, I know. Uh, and Bill Nye, he in living. I'm going to take. I'm going to front this. Okay. So <laughs> for months, I could have told you that Brendan Fraser is going to win in the whale because, like Kihi Kwan, people love a comeback story. And here's a guy that was a matinee idol, and everybody loved him, and then his career was in the toilet, really in the tank for a while. And now he comes back and he's wearing a 200 pound fat suit. And he's buried in another 200 pounds of prosthetics and he still manages to convey emotion. And people, as Bill McCuddy said, again, on the television show, yeah, Charlize Theron in Monster. And I said, uh, Gary Oldman in the Winston Churchill thing. I mean, people love when they. Nicole Kidman by a nose. Yeah, where they ugly <laughs> themselves up and just, you know, whether. Robert De Niro actually gaining the weight or people just really altering their appearance not to make themselves look attractive. Um, people love that. And I don't care. All of a sudden people are saying, oh, Austin Butler. It's Austin. If you go to Bill McCuddy's site, the one that he writes for, Gold Derby, which is pretty reliable, 
they're telling you that Austin Butler for Elvis is now in the lead, but I don't care. I am. I, that's a bet that I would, I think it's Brendan Frazier. And if any, and that is, well, I can't bet against that, but I will tell you that, uh, that's a bet I'll take in it it because I think that, okay. I know you like to keep talking, but let me just stop you because you're not saying anything new. Um, I think if there's (laughs) any surprise that night, any surprise. Okay. Go ahead. Keep keep going. Um, I just said you were being mean. That's all I said. Go on. No, I'm. I just agreed with you about Brendan Fraser, but I think if there's any surprise that night, and mark my words, because you heard it here first, it's Colin Farrell for Banshees of Inner Sheeran. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's still Brendan Fraser. But if you asked me whether. Austin Butler or Colin Farrell had a better chance as the long shot that could come in and win. I would pick Colin Farrell over Austin Butler. It's funny that you say that. I did a show which will air on Friday on Sirius XM channel 103, the Bennington show. It'll be on between 12 and three on Friday. And we all went around doing exactly what we're doing on this podcast. And one of the panelists said exactly what you said. So you, I, I didn't hear it here first, but I actually heard it first this afternoon when I okay. was this Sorry. person said, yeah, I think Colin Farrell is going to be the dark horse and is going to be the upset. And that's going to be the surprise in the category. And I said, really? And they started explaining why they thought that. So, but I'm still going, I don't care. I'll, I'll bet anybody that wants to take the, I, Brendan Frazier, I think is going to win this thing. And that, that's what I think. What do you think? That Farrell? gets, all right. I think it's going to be Colin Farrell. Do you really? really? Yeah. Really? They like him and they did not. Nobody liked the whale. <laughs> but they love Brendan. That Brady. is true. But they like. Yeah. I mean. I think he calls it the renaissance. Bill, yeah. Bill makes a good point that uh, they also don't like to be bullied into. This is the performance you're going to pick because you always pick the one. With the prosthetics. So, I mean, this could be the year they go, you know what? We're going to pick an actor and we're sick and tired of hearing Austin Butler talk like Elvis everywhere he goes after the. (laughs) And so then it's possible that Colin Farrell wins. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So I have a question for you, Bill McCuddy. And here's the question. Since you work for this, write for this site, goldderby.com. Okay, if which you is nothing at- more than a conglomeration of about thirty major critics. So right, that's so how we get to these. That's so how we. Why, why is Austin? It's what Butler, we call a consensus. So what? Why is Austin Butler? If you go to that category right now, leading with the odds in that category, and what 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 happened? Why is there all this Austin Butler like? Love I think that. that there's no, I don't think that there's Austin Butler love. I think there's Brendan Fraser fatigue. <laughs> I think that it's that, yeah, well, that's how these things work. I mean, I think that it's, they've had him being Brendan Fraser as the front runner for so long that they are starting to entertain the option that something else could happen. And if enough of those people sort of decide the same thing that's what becomes the consensus well 
Let's talk about something that has nothing to do with who's actually get the re there's all these reasons why people win Academy Awards politically. Paul Newman wins for certainly not the best performance of his career for the color of money. He wins an Academy Award. And I can give you many other examples of people that have won Academy Awards. You know, uh, where's this going? OK, so, you know, if you just want to look at this, these these actors, the best actor thing. Who do you think gave the best? Who do you literally forget about all this political shit and who's going to win? And this one was like, but who do you think gave the best performance in, in this particular category? Seriously, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Meskel or Bill Nye. Who do you think gave? Forget about who's going to what do you think is the best performance on there? I guess I guess since you're asking it in that way, I'd have to say Austin Butler. I don't think he's going to win. But Bill Nye, I would have to say played. Austin Butler. I think I'd have to say Austin Butler also. I think Bill, Austin Butler Bill Nye was playing when he himself. wasn't talking. Say again, Bill, Austin Butler when he was moving, not when he was talking, not when he was acting. Physically, I thought he was great, but as soon as he opened his mouth, I went, eh. You mean like when he was singing, like yeah, uh, when he was acting, yeah. right? Uh, so then he wasn't enough like Elvis for you, no. Okay. Well, know. he was like everybody's idea of Elvis. I don't know if he was Elvis. All right. So then let's move on to best director. Okay. Please. Okay. <laughs> so the, the director, the best director um, nominees are Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin, um, the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. All right, we can throw him out right away. <laughs> yep, next. Well, who do you think's going to win? And I keep hearing all these arguments about how Spielberg will win for the piece of shit Fablemans. Uh, and I guess you can make that case, but like, let's just flip over all the cards and go, is there any way the two Daniels don't win? Uh, and and actually, they, there is they, a... There is a scenario under which that does happen, which is Todd Field wins for Tar, yeah, and then yeah. and then everything, everywhere, all at once wins for Best Picture, uh, and they love to split it now, or they don't love, but it splits all the time. But I don't know what's going to happen. I can't pick this category. Yeah, that's a weird one. Okay, well, if there is a split, which I don't think there will be, I think that if if there's a split, it'll be Steven Spielberg getting it for director for the Fablemans because that's the only award that that movie will win but i think that yeah i don't think there's any scenario where the daniels don't don't win for best director for everything everywhere all at once i think that's a i think that's kind of a slam dunk the argument i've been hearing is that it rarely happens for two people and that um yeah. have you heard of the cone brothers yes but there's the Coen brothers are definitely delineated in terms of one's a producer and one's a director, at least in the eyes of the voters. Um, these guys, the Daniels, we don't know what they did. We don't know how they work. We know that they delivered a very difficult, weird movie that some people love and some people can't get 10 minutes through. Um, so that's why I'm saying I really can't pick a winner in this category. Well, you have to pick somebody. I mean, Let's just say you were you have to you have to pick somebody. I mean, pick somebody. Who do you think is going to win? You're you're in Vegas and somebody says, here's here's one hundred dollars. I'm giving it to you. You got to pick a best director. Who who are you picking? 
Todd Field Tar is going to surprise. Nah, no way. All right. Oh, you yeah, made a pick. Brigoli, what's your pick? Who, what do you think? I think, yeah, Todd Field could surprise too. Uh, I was going to say Martin um, McDonough, but I don't know. They, they, he's already done well with, the, you know, the, yeah, the three billboards. In Bruges, three, yeah. And three billboards. Right. And yeah, they probably think he's, he's had his pick. No, I think this is the. Daniel's night and I think everything everywhere all at once is that it's it's that night before we get to best picture well you kind of just did get to best picture well, because... all right well <laughs> I did the screenplays but okay um original screenplay is Banshees of Inishirin which is Martin McDonough and everything everywhere all at once and the Fablemans which was uh I believe um Tony Kushner wrote that and uh, yeah. don't you don't have to believe it. It's true, but no, it no, did he write it alone or did he co-write it with Spiel? Was he co-wrote it with Spielberg, but I, I can't believe that's a Tony Kushner project. Yeah. And but, then there's uh, Tars on there and Triangle of Sadness is on there. And I think again, original screenplay, I think everything everywhere all at once wins best original screenplay. That's, oh, sure. It was original. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly was. Um, I mean, I think, and to your point, Brigoli, yeah, I think Martin McDonough, although, you know, a heralded playwright and screenwriter for band. Yeah, I don't think, I think, no, I don't think he's getting it. I think it's, I think the Daniels get it for everything, everywhere, all at once. That, that, and then adapted as women talking. I think adapted as slam dunk women talking. Yeah, I think that's, a, that, I think that's another lock of the evening because it's mm. in the top of women talking. It's all about screenplays. It's all about all quiet on the Western talk. Front. You think that's going to win best screenplay? Yeah, adapted, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard that Dave Carter said that too on uh, TCM the other night. He well, thinks don't, that, that don't don't that. don't don't knock that picture down. That picture's done very well overseas. I'll do that bet with you, McCuddy, if you want. I'll I'll take everything everywhere all at once for screenplay, and you can have the field. You want to do, you want to make that the bet? Uh, no. Let me do the kneel. Uh, no, I don't make. All right, think that. about it. Right, we got time. We got time. Okay. Um, Sorry before we that. get to best picture, let's talk about Chris Rock since we're talking about Oscars. Oh, okay. You know, I watched this Netflix special that aired last week live, and Chris Rock addressed um the comedically the uh will smith slap thing and i think he was very funny and i think he did a very uh good job at it on the show that i did today the bennington show which is again on friday afternoon if you want to hear that somebody saw chris rock one of the comics that's on that panel saw chris rock rehearse that set in a comedy club the night before and told me that one of the jokes he didn't do on the netflix special which i think was one of the best jokes of the whole thing and i'll tell you the joke right now he goes, there's nine actors from Marvel and, and DC Comics superhero that play superheroes. And not one of those guys come, came up here like every slapped me to, to help me. And he didn't do that in the special. And I think that was very funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not the way I delivered it, but I think. No, no, I, I hear. No, I wasn't evaluating that. I'm like, yeah, I, that would it's have been a hack joke. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I thought Arsenio Hall said the smartest thing of the whole night, which is wasn't really a stand-up special. It was the post show, a, 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 a like a a revival or a uh, uh, a church sermon. Um, look, I, I think uh, the real question going forward, instead of looking back, is: Do you think Kimmel's going to do anything about the slap, or do you think the slap is going to be ignored? If you're producing 
the the Oscars, do you ask everybody not to mention it or do you I think you'll mention it obliquely. It'll be yeah. mentioned in the monologue yeah. somehow. Right. Somehow I think that's, I think it's going to be asked and answered early on and then not. If mentioned. it's not yeah. mentioned, it's a glaring omission. He'll make it funny and then get it out of the way. I that that's what's going to that's how I think that's going to go down. Look, they they which you we, you guys know, the audience might not know, is they actually hired a Oscar crisis uh, committee to like be there on. Oh, site. I read that article, too. Sure. You know, and Jimmy Kimmel even commented on it in case some other crazy thing happens. There is a crisis committee to deal with it. Um, and again, the person on the Bennington show today said, well, there is a crisis. There were security guards there. They were supposed to do something. And there were producers of the show. Those that, that wasn't that the crisis committee. Why do you have to hire a special committee? They didn't do their jobs, you know, so. But there is a, a what? What did you think of this? Did you see the special Bergoli? The, I did. The, I didn't see it live because I work for a living. So what? What do you think of the? Christmas I, I saw it the next night on on uh, whatever. I heard it was Netflix. edited a bit on on uh, Netflix. Oh, really? From the live version, yeah. Well, that's what an article mentioned. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. He was angry. I think rightfully so. Yeah. Well. Okay. He got slapped. How much money did he get paid? I'd be willing to get slapped in the face if I made that same amount of money. My wife said it was the best thing that ever happened to Chris Rock, which is uh, not not entirely wrong with yeah. what what's happened and how uh, everyone was waiting for this and how it's a week before the, the Oscars. Um, I'm not... Uh, I'm not sure it's the best Chris Rock stand-up special I've ever seen. Uh, and bring I think the, everybody was the sitting pain. there. Bring the Pain, in my opinion, which was his first um, HBO special or Showtime. I think it was HBO. That's the best special that he's ever done. But I thought it was fun to watch him address it. Everybody was waiting. And he saved it for the end. But everybody was waiting for that 10 minutes or, you know. Um, and again, I keep mentioning this Bennington show, but Again, Gail Bennington is on the show, made a great comment about she would have liked to have seen an entire hour of material about there was so much material that he could have mined from that slap and that incident and the Oscars doing a whole hour on that would have been really, really? interesting. Right. But you could also make the argument the complete other way, which is because we were waiting for that last 10 minutes, we lost a lot of he had a, a lot of great other premised material that if he hadn't had to deal with the slap was pretty cool. I mean, this was a completely new stand-up special. It was designed to set up the fact that he was going to answer what happened at the Oscars, but he also had a tremendous number of other things that we're not talking about at all that were really good. And if we hadn't been sitting there for the whole 90 minutes or the whole 50 minutes waiting for the last 10 minutes, maybe it would have been a stronger special. Also, it would have, let me just point out that it would have been 30 minutes instead of 60 minutes if he hadn't repeated his premises three times each time. Yeah, well, that's his he just kept story. walking back and forth going, what if the and then again and one more time? But that's his. That's his style of comedy. That's like saying, like Rodney. That's like saying 
you know, if Roddy Dangerfield before each joke just did, did does he have to say, yeah, I don't get no respect? You know, that's his thing. Yeah, this time it was more. This time it was, uh, you know, yeah, it felt I felt like he was padding. Actually, I felt I, I I agree with you. I think he was doing it more than usual, even though that is his style to say something and then repeat it. But he was doing it to a excessive point in this thing more than I've seen. Hey, speaking of excessive points, we are going way long on this and we haven't gotten to best picture. So yeah, let's do best think? picture. Is there let's just just say, is there any way? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Let me read the nominees. I mean, they're only. We know the nominees, Neil. So, well, the the, audience might. The the conversation, the conversation for the purposes of everyone who knows movies and is listening to this right now, they just want to know: Is there anything that can beat everything, everywhere, all at once? Yeah. What do you think, Bregoli? Well, I think, and I now I I saw everything everywhere all at once a year ago. It's been out there a year when I uh since. It came out and I loved it. And I talked to a lot of people and they didn't. And the older they are, the less they liked it. And they just don't get it. I think it has a lot, especially for old fogey uh, Oscar voters. I got a feeling. Same Oscar voters that picked Green Book and Coda. Yeah, this is too weird. Yeah, this is too weird. The best picture yeah. category, unlike all the other categories, and I am going to tell you the nominees, and because it, it feeds into this, and it's not because oh I read, my read God. them. No, just listen. Just to for me. the purposes of, I just want to go on record. I okay. begged him. Okay. Not Miss, to. Listen, Mister Cranky. Here are the nominees: All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everywhere. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The Fableman's <laughs> Car, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Now, the reason I read that list is because, unlike the other other categories, Best Picture is a weighted weighted system. What does that mean? That means that if somebody loves um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and somebody hates it, which is what happened with Roma, which is how Green Book they say won. Um, it's we Bill McCuddy. Can you explain? Can you explain this weighted system? Because you've done yeah, it. it, it the easiest way to explain it is that they have to go. This is my number one choice. This is my number two choice. This is my number three choice. All the way up to number ten. And the thing that skews the voting is if enough people put uh, everything everywhere all at once at number ten, or even at number two or three. It knocks another movie up. So a weighted system allows for a really good movie to win if everybody loves it. But if there's enough people that don't like it, that make it the last or the eighth or ninth, it can knock it down. Which is why Roma didn't win. I hated Roma, but that's a whole other story. But Unlike the other categories, there is you. Your question, Bill McCuddy, was: Is there a way that everything, everywhere, all at once doesn't win? And I'm saying, because of the weighted system, and because of what Bregoli said about the fact that he's talked to a lot of people, and some people can't get through the movie, and some people hate it, and some people love it. That maybe it to answer your question, maybe because of the weighted system, it doesn't win. Maybe people go, "I'm not voting for this shit. I hated this." So shit. So what wins? So why is why is Pete Hammond, who's really well respected, saying all quiet on the Western Front? Yeah, I read that. Win, 
That's and, not, well, that's going to win Best International. Yeah, why? of course it's going to win Best International. So well, we, we reviewed The Quiet Girl um, on the episode of the yesterday that we taped of Talking Pictures with Neil Rosen, which is a really lovely, small Irish film. And that's Ireland's, not win, Ireland's that's first entry, Ireland's first nominee. I would love to see Top Gun Maverick win. But well, and if that they had any my... balls, they would give it to Top Gun Maverick, as I said on our TV show, because that brought people back into the movie theaters. And that's a Hollywood blockbuster. And those rarely ever win. I mean, Titanic, Lord of the Rings, it happens so rarely. So, you know, if they had any balls, that's what would happen. But that's not, you know, but in the way that's so what's going to win? I think everything, everywhere, all at once will win when it's all said and done. But because of this weighted system, if if that happens, What's the number two choice that everybody would pick or something that would somehow sneak in there? I don't know. The Fablemans? No, I think it's more likely Tar than like, that's a device Maverick. I think, I mean, I. Banshees I, could I, move up too. And Banshees could move up. I said a long time ago, I thought Banshees had a chance of winning Best Picture, and I've sort of not been. I, I fell off that. I didn't like stay on it. So if it does win, I'll just go back to my earlier prediction. <laughs> but I, I think, look, I think everything everywhere all at once is the, think about now there are 10,000 voting members. Now there are a lot more international voters. Yeah. Um, I just think this is the, even the old people are like, uh, it's the cool movie. I, we want to be considered cool now. I hate to say that, but I think that's maybe what's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. That's why know. we're all going to tune in Sunday night. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, if you are in the Hamptons, come to Maine Prospect and join us. And uh, look, that's it's a horse race every year, and that's why we uh, do this. All right, so now uh, before we finish this podcast, um, all right, what, you wanted, I'll, I'll, start, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take, I'll give you the field. I'll take Brendan Fraser. What do you say? No, I'd rather, I'd rather take, uh, I'd rather take Jamie Lee Curtis and give you the field. Mm. No, I don't like that bet. I, I, <laughs> I think Jamie Lee Curtis is a really good shot. I, I really do. Um, Would you take everything, everywhere, all at once? For best picture if i took the field what do you what do you like for the big bet right fine now? fine i'll do that bet fine i'll do the bet, what I, bet? I, I and i actually think that i'm i'm gonna be on the losing end of that bet but i'll i'll do the thing i'll take everything everything or everything everywhere all at once for best picture and i'll give you the the nine other pictures and i think you have a better chance at winning than i do i actually think i just lost the money there but okay. i think i i'll take that bet sure that's the bet i'll take all right You've got nine movies for Best Picture, and I've got everything everywhere all at once. That's basically the bet, correct? Yeah, that's a that's a really bad bet for me. For and how much are we betting? Seventy the seventy five bucks? Yeah, double or nothing. Seventy five bucks. Okay. All right. Okay, that's the bet. I don't think it's a bad bet for you. Good luck editing this, and thanks. For <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks for sitting around talking movies and Oscars with us, and we'll sit around talking movies again with you next week. Thank you.